Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace with Pastor Philip Branson Bello. John chapter 15 verse 1. If you have it, say amen. amen. If you're not there, say wait for me. Okay. Yes. Hallelujah. David. Are you there? John chapter 15 verse 1 says, I am the vine, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth, that he may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. Do you see that? No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered. And men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, If ye abide in me, in my words, so abide in him, abide in him, he abides in you, it's about his word abiding in you, right? Okay. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father had loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If you keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. Verse 12. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what the Lord doeth. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. Verse 16, ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you, that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Glory to God. Verse 17, these things I command you, that ye love one another. If the world hates you, 
ye know that he hated me before he hated you. Tell your neighbor, you're not the first. If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. Alright? But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Praise God. Let's go back to Colossians chapter 1, where we picked up on um, the crossover service. Colossians chapter 1, verse 6. Let's start from verse 5, please. It says, For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before before in the word of the truth of the gospel. Verse 6. Which is come unto you as it is in all the world. And what? And bring it forth fruit as it doeth or as it doth also in you. Since the day ye heard of it and knew the grace of God in truth. Praise God. So the grace of God in truth is what brings fruit. Glory to God. And I started to say... Um, during the crossover service that this gospel will bring fruit around the world and in you, which is very important for the believer to understand. Um, It is better to have a great you than to have a great name without a great you. Right? It is important to have to be a great person and God has forged you from the process and from the dealings with you through circumstances that you have become a better person than, than to have um, what the Gentiles seek and to have all the fame, to have the money, to have um, all the greatness, to be termed as a great person. That it would have been better if you were a great person inside, from the inside of who you are, the core of who you are. Amen? Amen. And I also made it clear to us that um, the gospel of Jesus Christ is the, is the answer to every human solution. I mean, every human problem. The gospel is the answer, is the solution to every human problem, meaning that the gospel has the potential to bear fruits in every area of life. If you take the gospel into business, it will produce. If you take the gospel into family, it will produce. If you take the gospel into your personal life, it will produce. If you take the gospel into your struggles, it will bring you out of your struggles. If you take the gospel into um, your love walk, if you take the gospel into service, if you take the gospel into the gospel. Did you catch that? Yeah, some people preach the gospel without understanding the mindset of the gospel. Because the gospel, which is the love of God, how the love of God is demonstrated to you, um, can be missed out completely, regardless of how much we preach the same thing. So I can be a professional pastor, for example, if you understand what I mean. I can be a professional pastor, I can... I can serve in church because I have mastered the art of serving over the years and there is no real translation of my love walk with God into what I do. That what I do has just become something that I'm used to doing, not because it is something that I love to do. 
Um, that's the difference between fruit and works. Works is when you have to work it. But fruit is when it is flowing out of your relationship with God. Praise God. So you can be a choir member and you can, you can sing in the choir because you know how to sing. You can preach as a pastor because you know how to preach, you know how to teach. You can administrate because you know how to administrate. But if there is no love walk, if there is no relationship that channels that, so there now has to be that total dependence every day that you're not relying on yesterday's strength. You're not relying on what you, how you have mastered it over the years. You're relying on fresh grace and fresh abilities for today. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, so, um, so some people take the gospel of Jesus Christ without the spirit of the gospel into the gospel. Uh, the spirit of the gospel is the spirit of love and is the spirit of the compassion and that Jesus has for people. Amen. Amen. And um, I also said to you during the crossover service that if you have been around the gospel and certain things are not working in your life, is because you don't know the gospel. So if you think you know the gospel, then there must be fruit. Alright? And that's what I want to hammer on tonight. That you can't say you know the gospel if there are no fruits. And trust me, everybody's on this path. Everybody's on this journey. Alright? Everybody's on this journey where the manifestations of the gospel, the understanding that you have, right, will show forth in your life. Everybody's on that journey. All right. Paul even said it this way, that I press towards the mark for the price of the high calling in Christ Jesus. He says, forgetting those things which are behind and looking forward to those things which are ahead of me. So the proof of the fact that you know the gospel is that there is fruit of what you say you know. Are you getting what I'm saying? So if there is no fruit in what you say you know, you don't know it. You've only heard it. You can only talk about it. You can only say it. You can only repeat it. You can only replicate it. If I even call you to teach, you will teach me back what I've given you. But the truth of the matter is, it is not a fruit yet. Alright, so this year I made up my mind that I'm going to bear fruit. I don't know about you. But I made up my mind that I will bear fruits, that my fruit bearing will become so evident that apart from the fact that I'm a better pastor, better person, I'll be more effective in the kingdom. It's a decision that I've made for myself. All right. So, but guess what? The gospel is going to produce that. Okay. The gospel is not something you will try to do by yourself. All right. Um, gone are the days where the way you judge a believer is by how much the believer can regurgitate back to you because he can speak the scriptures. No, no, no. No, no. Uh, now there are many people who can cram the, and, and quote the scriptures. Am I saying the truth? There are many people who can say the, the scriptures. But it's beyond saying the scriptures now. I, I, wa- I, w- I want our lives now to begin to show the scriptures. Because the Bible says that we are living epistles. Praise God. Alright, so what does this mean? It means that you find yourself expressing yourself in ways that yourself is not, exp- yourself cannot express. Let me say it again. You find yourself expressing yourself in a way yourself can't express. 
What I'm trying to say is that if you leave yourself, yourself cannot. So it has to be the force of the Spirit of God to bear that kind of fruit. So that's why the Bible says that the love of Christ constrains me. So you will be constrained that you must bear fruit. Praise God. So before we start talking about unlimited possibilities in the, in the fact that we are going to do great things, we're going to do big things, we're going to do mighty things, take the nation, uh, you begin to do net casting over the city and all that. Look, let's be great people first. That which, that, 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 um, um, <clears throat> that your soul carrying capacity is big enough for heaven's agenda. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, that you will cherish the word of God in your life this time, that you will walk the word of God through until that word has come through in your life. Let me say it again. That you will walk the word of God through, that there is an area of your life where you know that only the word of God can change and transform. You will walk it through until you see transformation. Until you see transformation. Alright? Yeah, so... So I, I started teaching on the mind of Christ and the reason is because it will usher you into a kind of thinking and open your spirit up to unlimited possibilities. So that's why we started teaching on the mind of Christ. Praise God. Yeah, so, so fruit bearing, fruit bearing for the believer is very key. If you're where you are where you are because you don't know much. Let me be less mean than the way I just sounded. You are where you are because you don't know more than where you are. But you have heard about more than where you are. So that's why a lot of people are confused. How much I know a lot. You know a lot, but nothing is changing. You don't know a lot because if you know enough, you will not be where you are. Glory to God. If you put two people in a circumstance or in the same situation, uh, those two people will react and respond differently because of what they know. Not because of what they have. Please don't miss it. Though. What you have does not determine your difference. It is what you understand that determines your difference. Your understanding is the... The Bible says in all your wisdom, get understanding. 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 Understanding of who you are in Christ. So that is what you will press into. And I said to you that 2019 is neutral, right? 2019 has almost nothing to offer to you other than time and space. What is going to offer you goodness, blessings, is the reality, the understanding of who you are in Christ. When you press into that, 2019 will yield for you. Okay? Praise God. Um, how many of you are ready to bear fruits this year? Ah, okay. Hey, hey, the excitement is dropping. Shade Alabatiki. I'm going to bear fruits this year. Let me read a conversation between um, a farmer and a tree. Can I read the conversation for you? Now, this is uh, like a parable, okay? But let me read it. The farmer. The farmer came to the tree and said, Good morning, tree. How are you doing today? The tree answered, Just fine, farmer. Isn't it a lovely morning? The farmer said, Yes, it is. Except for one thing. Where is your fruit? I see all your nice, green, foliage, and your sturdy trunk, your root system. But where is your fruit? 
The tree answered, Master, you will notice I am more firmly anchored. Please, are you following the story? Follow the story. Don't be distracted. Follow the story. The tree said, Master, you will notice I am more firmly anchored than any tree in the orchard. I have the most beautiful leaves to be seen anywhere. (laughs) I like that. I have no broken, sagging branches or scuff marks from worksmen's shoes on my limbs. Then the farmer said, that's well and good, but I planted you for the purpose of bearing fruit. Not to look pretty and preserve yourself. Suppose all of my trees had your attitude, why have you not produced fruit? Then the tree answered, I tried bearing fruit once a few years ago, you know. (laughs) Some of the beautiful fruits I worked so hard to produce fell to the ground and became rotten. So it's not my fault. The order was so terrible, my limbs would bend and break. And in the effort of my whole system, everything was strained. It was all one tree it was all one tree could stand. Then the worksmen came and climbed my tender limbs and snapped my branches with their rapid strokes. To top it all, I produced the most fruit of any tree in the orchard and I didn't get any glory. No. I'm content to stay right here and leave fruit bearing to some other tree. After experiences like these, what do you expect of me to do? Then the farmer answered, I expect you will make beautiful logs for my fireplace. Chai. Yes, firewood is your destination. (laughs) Now, but, but you see, as... As funny as this parable is, that's, that's the story of many of us. We need to go back to the drawing board as to why God says, I want you to bear fruit. First of all, let's say, let, let's, let's ask the question, what is the fruit? That's one. We're going to answer three questions today. What is the fruit? Number two, how can we bear fruit? Then number three, to what end are we bearing the fruit? Do you understand what I'm saying? So the first question is, what is the fruit? Number two, how can we effectively bear this fruit? Then number three, to what extent? What is the goal of this fruit that we bear? Are you ready to take this journey with me? All right. Um, Kai, I wish the multimedia screen was here. The amplified version of that same Colossians chapter 1 verse 6. Who has the amplified version for me? Does anybody have amplified version? Who? Now I want somebody to read it out for me. Pastor Yemi, welcome back. Which has come to you? Which has come to you? Indeed, Mm -hmm. as in the whole world, the gospel is constantly bearing fruit and the gospel is constantly bearing fruit and spreading yes, uh-huh. by God's power. By God's power, mm-hmm. just as it has been doing among you ever since the day 
just as it has been doing amongst you ever since the day you heard of it. Mm-hmm. And what? Understood the grace. So it is not enough to know the gospel. It, it goes beyond knowing to understanding. Alright? Keep reading. Becoming thoroughly and deeply acquainted with it. Become thoroughly and deeply acquainted. Say that with me, everybody. Become thoroughly. Become thoroughly. I, that, that's not everybody. Say become, becoming thoroughly. And deeply acquainted with it. Okay, what's the next? That's it. That's all? That's all of it? Okay. Becoming thoroughly and deeply acquainted with it. Now, it is important that when we understand the gospel, we know the gospel will bear fruits, right? So let's go back to John chapter 15, verse 1. John chapter 15, verse 1. I want somebody to... Read John chapter 15 from verse 1 to 7 and just look through the scripture and tell me what you think in your heart that the fruit means. What does the fruit mean? So just just go ahead and read. I'm going to read out, but just look at the scripture. What do you think the Bible calls the fruit? Because it's talking about you being attached to the vine uh, and, and blah, blah, blah. Right? Then he says that you should bear fruit. Right? So just look through that scripture the entire passage, and then tell me, what do you think the fruit is? What do you think the fruit is? Right? I'm going to read from verse 1 now. John chapter 15, verse 1. I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch of me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. So you see here, it's just saying fruit, but it's not really saying what the fruit is. Verse 3, Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abideth in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, I in him, the same bring much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. Hello, is everybody here with me? Alright, have you seen that from verse 1 to verse 5? You just keep saying fruit, but we don't know what the fruit is, right? So, so who has found out what the fruit is? The word. Hmm. Uh, what? Sorry. That is the fruit. Love is the fruit. That's the fruit. That's the fruit. How did you search this thing, man of God? Where's the expo? Verse 9. Okay, let's read from 6 to 9. If a man abide not in me, he is blah, blah. Okay, verse 7. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. And verse 8. Herein is my Father glorified that ye may bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father had... So verse 9, right? Alright, let's read verse 9 together. One to go. As the Father had loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. Now, if ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandment, and abide in his love. So, you, you can actually equate bearing fruit with keeping the Father's commandment. And what is the Father's commandment there? Love. You can, you can see the interpretation there from verse... Is it 12? This is my commandment, that what ye love one another, as I have loved you. Glory to God. 
So we, there are two perspectives to what the fruit is in this text. The first one is the fact that we have received love. So the, the fruit that you bear is, is love. Is love. Is love. I don't want you to look at this sermon as a light thing. Love is not light. Love is not a, love is fierce. <laughs> love is not light though. Love is not an emotion. Do you know all that drama that happened on the cross where Jesus broke out from the grave, bust the grave? That's love. That place where he's crying and he's shouting, his voice is reaching the skies. They are piercing him with the nail. That's love. So love is not a light thing. Don't, don't think love is weak. Love is not cuddle. <laughs> that's not that's not love. That 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 can be a byproduct of love. <laughs> if I a different kind of love, <laughs> but but love is deeper. Love is powerful. Love is powerful. So the the, the fruit there is love. Actually, is love, and love for people. Love for people. Now I'm going to establish a foundation in your hearts today. That if you get this, you're on a course to, you will not be found, you will not, you will not be found wanting in your delivery as a servant of God. What is this foundation? Your love for people has to break the limits that it is right now. So nobody should say to me, I already do that. You don't do as much as you can by the Spirit. Is somebody hear what I'm saying? Okay, so love, love for people. That's the fruit. So if you have the vine, you are the branches. The sap is the love of Christ. Alright? The sap that flows in the vine and flows through the branches is the love of God. Alright? So that's your, that's your energy. That's where your force comes from. Praise God. Um, another dimension to fruit is the fact that you make other believers so you win souls soul winning is another dimension to the fruit here alright if you read um, Matthew chapter let me see Matthew chapter 12 from verse 33 to 37 it talks about fruit bearing that's also um, the dimension of fruit. I mean, it talks about soul winning. That's a dimension of fruit there. Matthew chapter 12. Somebody read it for me. Matthew 12 verse 33. Matthew chapter 12 verse 33 to 37. They didn't hear you, that's why. <laughs> Go ahead, my dear. Don't worry. You read, read to 36. You read the last verse. A tree is identified by what? Somebody, what, what is it identified by? I can't hear everybody. A tree is identified by what? It's fruit, okay. Can we preach on that first? That a tree is identified by its fruit. That means there, there has to be only one kind of fruit. Kai, do you understand what I'm saying? A mango tree can't bear another kind of fruit. It has to be there. This one is predetermined because of the kind of seed it is. Right? 
So a tree must bear one kind of fruit. So this thing that we're saying, fruit. Now, what is this fruit? Love. Ever since I heard of your faith and your love. So faith will give birth to love. Love is beyond, love is beyond I like you, you like me. I know you, you don't know me. That's not the love we're talking about. Do you know what they call bowels of mercy? It's a space in you that is mercy topped up. That out of it will flow any human being that there is capacity to love any kind of person. So when Jesus is passing, for example, I'm feeling you, man. When Jesus is passing, for example, right? He sees somebody. He has never met this person before. A woman is going to bury her son. Before you know it, there's, there is a springing up of love. So see, love will precede the miraculous. I'm telling you. What does he say? He says every, every a tree is identified by its fruit. A tree from a select variety produces good fruit. Kai. What? Mm. What version is this? Mm. That's my favorite. Come, 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 come. I should give you the mic. That's my favorite version apart from the King James Version. Where did you get this Bible from? Yeah, I know you have to use your notebook to cover it because <laughs> the way the Bible be. <laughs> you are laughing. Where's your own? Let me tell you something. This is an evidence of... Yes. He said, this Bible is a living sacrifice. <laughs> it's true. No, you can't. You can't see the living Bible just like that. So you can't... If, if, you, you, if, you, if you go to bookshops and say you want to buy a living Bible, you'll hardly find. So I, I have just the soft copy of the living Bible. <laughs> I don't mean to my darling. No, no, okay. no, no, no. Where's the book? Let's cover the glory of this. <laughs> I beg. Let's preserve our word of God. <laughs> yeah. Ancient words. <laughs> hey, Alright, where are we? Where are we? You brood of snakes. Is it you brood of snakes? Snakes. How could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For a man's heart determines his speech. Kai, a man's heart determines his speech. Before you judge what people say, is is the heart first, right? Yeah. A good man's speech reveals the rich treasures within him. Mm. An evil-hearted man is filled with venom, venom and his and speech, his speech reveals it. And I tell you this, mm-hmm. that you must give account on judgment day for every idle words you speak. Mm-hmm. Your words now reflect your faith then. Either you, would, either you would be justified by them or you will be condemned. Wow. Uh, let's use the King James Version for the last one. I said you should read verse 37, right? Okay, read verse 37 now. Sweetheart, read like a prophetess. You know you are a prophetess. For by thy word, 
You are a laughing prophet. <laughs> Stand up. Matele Bonte Arabasha. We are fire down. This is an author. She's 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 a book author. For by thy word thou shalt be justified. That's right. By thy word thou shalt be condemned. Amen. That's not even what I'm looking for. Matthew 12, what? 33. <clears throat> Let's see verse 35. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth what? Somebody say good things. And an evil man out of the... So how do you combine treasure and evil? Hmm. How do you combine evil and treasure? And an evil man out of the evil... But it's still treasure. So how do you do that? Bring it forth evil things. You know why it's treasure? Mm, because he treasures it. Yeah, so many times people who people who's, who are in a particular people who are in a particular place, right? Treasure where they are, even even though it's not good. There's a God. Okay. So that John 15 verse, is it 16 or 17 that says, you have not, what verse? You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. What, what verse is that? 16, right? You have not, 15, 16. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, that you should bear fruit. All right? Um, I want to ask all of you a question. Did, hmm, did the apostles choose Jesus or Jesus chose them? Are you sure? Think very well. Did, did, okay, Jesus chose them. Did it literally happen to all of them? Because Andrew, Andrew was the guy who brought Peter to Jesus. Have you ever heard me say Operation Andrew? Have you ever heard me say that before? Oh, you haven't? Okay, I, I joke saying that. Operation Andrew. What op- Operation Andrew means each one rich one. That's Operation Andrew. So Andrew saw Jesus, was attracted to Jesus, and he followed Jesus. Jesus didn't really forcefully bring Andrew in. But according to scripture, what, what, what God is saying is that whilst Andrew thought he was following Jesus, it was actually Jesus that chose him. So in the crux of your choices, the, the things that you say you choose to do, it is actually him that chose you and that your choice was a response to his choice. So, Andrew saw Jesus, loved Jesus, they went to call Peter and brought Peter to Jesus. Right? So when Jesus said, he had not chosen me, but I have chosen you. He's saying that the success of your ministry, the success of your life, 
is predicated on him, not you, because you didn't choose him. Why would you have unlimited possibilities this year? You have unlimited possibilities because you didn't choose him. He chose you. I hope these words sink in your spirit. Why would you be a fruit? Because he chose you. You didn't choose him. Okay? I'm just oscillating between verse and verse. Let's just quickly wrap up, okay? Time is fast spent. So what did we say the fruit is? Love and what? And soul winning. So that's the fruit. We've determined what the fruit is. Then how do we how do we effectively bear that fruit? We must abide in him, right? We must abide. We must abide in his word. We must abide in his love. That's the way we can effectively bear fruit. Okay? Right? Verse 6 says, If a man abided not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Praise God. Alright, so we must abide in God's love. That's the way we must, if that's the way we can effectively bear fruit. We must abide, we must stay in God's love. We must stay in God's love. Don't stay in your experiences this year. Just stay in God's love. Amen. Amen. Don't stay in what you're, what you're going through. Don't stay in what you see. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. Stay in God's love this year. Regardless of what happens to you, stay in God's love. That's the only way you can bear fruit. Why would you be consistent? You can only be consistent because you are not consistent on things that are inconsistent. Because the environment is inconsistent. Your feelings are inconsistent. Friends are inconsistent. People are inconsistent. So if you place your faith in any of those things, you can't bear fruit this year. You are not going to bear fruit. You would only bear fruit if you stay on God's love from beginning to the end. You are going to sit down on the word until the word in you becomes cherished. That's the way you can bear fruit. Oh. Look, Pastor Ideal, there is no pastor that can become effective by just running off the word. <laughs> you can't. You can't, you can't have an effective ministry. TSB, are you hearing what I'm saying? You can't have an effective ministry if great people are not made by a runoff. No, they sit down. They sit down. They look at the word. They sit down. They sit down. Do you know what it means to abide? The word here, abide, is not you have heard the word of God. Abide. Thank you. Who said stay? Abide means to stay. That's abide. Somebody say stay. Stay. Just stay. You know when chicken wants to hatch, it just sits down there. It just stays. Just stays. And guess what? In those moments of um, seemingly uncertainties, um, it just feels like nothing is happening. Just stay. That's abiding. 
So effective people cannot be made in 2019. Unlimited possibilities cannot be achieved by running off. You just pass by the world. Monday, Wednesday, Sunday. I'm passing by. There's no stain. There's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing for you. There's no magic to this thing. Are you getting what I'm saying? The Bible says at the age of 12, Jesus sat down. He was asking questions. Teachers of the law. Asking them questions. Answering their questions. Talking to them. This guy was cooked until 30. Savior of the world. He learned obedience by the things that he suffered. Jesus. He's the word. And you know, he never did any miracle by being God. Every miracle he did, he did it as a man. To show you that you can. Because the Bible says in Philippians that he robbed himself of his totally divine strip. And he took the form of man. So how did he get to this place? By staying on the word. Stay. You must abide. So let me tell you what a word abide means. The abided word is when that word internally inside you has been received. Has been believed. Has been cherished. And has been tossed back and forth in the imaginations of your mind that the implication of it is love, joy, peace and righteousness. That's when it is now abiding. So David said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin. Amen. Amen. So there's no other way this year there's no other way. I want to just let you know. If you want to be a runoff, if you want to be a run by Christian, where you are running by, you just keep running without substance. Glory to God. Look at your neighbor and say, Abide. Mm, abide. Abide until the pitchers break. Am I making sense? Abide until what? The pitchers. Abide until you cook. Abide until you don't done. Abide until you are ready. If you are afraid, abide until you are bold. That's what he's saying. If you are troubled, abide until there is peace. That you know that there is no aorta of any thing that will happen to you, that will toss you to and fro. So you've got to abide. You've got to look for the word, stay with the word, abide. That's, that's it. These are your foundations for the year. Praise God. Abide, abide until your convictions get stronger and bolder. Convictions concerning what God has told you. Okay? It's not about looking pretty or, or looking handsome this year. <laughs> Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> With your suit, eh, there's a way life would do you. To, that suit would look like coffin. <laughs> You've got to abide. Are you getting what I'm saying? Pick the word up this year. <laughs> Pick the word, rigorous prayers until you understand what you have read. 
That's how to do it. Too. There's no other way. Order. Not other. There's no other way. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, a time will come where your words will become God's word. Just like Elijah said, at my word. Kai. Level. The demon said, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. Who are you? Yes? Who are you, Miss? Did I just do that? Oh, my goodness. Hallelujah. Are you blessed tonight? Yes, sir. What is the fruit? Love. See, you love and soul winning. You are going to multiply yourself this year. There are some of you who have never won a soul. Hey, Jesus. But you've bought a ring. <laughs> you've been babbing your hair. There are souls to be worn everywhere. Look, oh, we are going to face the most important thing. So, yes, sir. say Amen, somebody. Yeah. I said we'll face the most important things. We are bearing fruit. We are not going to be like that tree that has its leaves very green. Chai, see level. The leaves are green. The trunk is standing very tall. Self-preservation. That tree is selfish. It's trying to preserve itself so it doesn't get bent by service. Doesn't get insulted by service. But I don't want anybody to insult me. I don't want anybody to talk to me anyhow. I don't want to deal with anybody. I don't like to deal with people. That's why I'm telling you that the crux of your ministry will start from your love for people. Ever since I heard of your faith and your love for the saints. Just like a pregnant woman. No, a woman who is believing God for the fruit of the womb. You get into a house. The house is smelling. I lie. My house can never be like this. You're not ready to have a child. Because by the time you have children. (laughs) Oh, goodness. If you're a lady, you don't like, um, you don't even like people polluting the air. You can't even stand it. Your child, <laughs> we pollute by reflex, without reflex, in and out of wheel, in and out of season. Let's get real. Let's get our hands dirty and glorify God. Wow! That hit me. Let me say it again. Let's get our hands dirty and glorify God. I just touched the number three question. The number three question is, what is the to what end should we bear fruit? It's there now, to the glory of God. Not to preserve yourself. It's to the glory of God. So how long are you going to wait for God to be glorified? I'm looking at all your faces. Everybody here must bear fruit. Hmm? Dolly. Look at your neighbor say, it's time to bear fruits. Tell the other neighbor, it's time to bear fruits. What is the fruit? Love. Soul winning. There are many, but in, the, in this context, it's just we're dealing with love, soul winning now. Then number two, how are we going to bear this fruit? By abiding in his love. Abiding in his love. That's it all. 
Jude 1 verse 21 says, keep yourselves in the love of Christ. You have to keep yourself. Just stay there. Stay there. Stay there. You'll be unmovable. Hallelujah. I feel the anointing of God. Glory to God. Then what is the end game? To, to glorify God. Who is at stake if you don't bear fruits? Yes. Okay. <laughs> the answer in my head was supposed to be him. But because of the way I asked the question, you are right. <laughs> so, let me ask the question well. Um, eh? <laughs> it will still come back to us. I mean. Um... Whose prerogative is it that you can bear fruit? Shut up. Just try and make the thing easy for me. <laughs> just, just say him. <laughs> Amen. No, do you know what I'm trying to say? I'm trying to say that... No, it's not even the whose glory part. I'm trying to say that he has. you have not chosen him. But he chose you. So... The, the, it, it is on it, his, it is on him <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying you didn't, you didn't, because if you chose him and he didn't choose you if you didn't, if you didn't bear fruit it is not his fault because it, it is up to you totally to bear fruit because you chose him. He didn't choose you. You are the one holding him. Are you getting what I'm saying? But that's not what he said. In all this fruit bearing thing that we're talking about. Why is it possible? Because he chose you. You didn't choose him. So that's the reason why you will be able to bear fruit. Are you getting what I'm saying? Okay. Is this message understood? So TSP. Fruits must be. Eh? <laughs> I almost said fruits must be beer. <laughs> I'm telling you, you know, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them from them all. Thanks, man. The Lord delivers them from them all. Amen. You must bear fruits this year. Can I can I be real with you guys? All of you have struggles here, including me. We must bear fruit until those struggles are no more. Before the end of the year, before the end of the month, financial struggles, relationship struggles, um, business struggles, social, psychological struggles, every of the, the gospel works. So is it that there must be something we're not understanding? So, I want you to sit on it until you begin to bear fruit. If you are broke, it means there's a part of the gospel you don't understand. If you are dealing with unforgiveness, you don't certainly not, don't, cannot say you do by for sure understand the gospel. Unforgiveness. You are even far. 
I feel that many people will walk forgiveness this year. That it will not just be, I'm forgiving you. Then you go. No, no, no. That is, you will walk on your heart. Until when you see the person, eh? by default, it is just love. That's what I'm telling you. That's fruit. Because the good tree will bring forth good fruit. And by implication, a good person will say good things. This year, you will have nothing to say about anybody that is bad. Do you understand what I'm saying? That is, you will not look at somebody, right? And be telling the person something bad about somebody else. You will not have the capacity to do it. Because there's a... Are you getting what I'm saying? You, you cannot because you are a good tree. The addictions, right, of your flesh, it will tear apart because of the gospel. Yes. So if you are still struggling with sin, addiction, see, you know why? It's because you haven't, there's a, you know the gospel, but there's a portion of the gospel you have not understood. That part has not sat well. So you've, you've got to take the gospel and say, no, this one, this one has to walk in me. This gospel is bearing fruit around the world. It will bear fruit in me. Glory to God. Are you blessed tonight? So what is the fruit? Love. Soul winning. And how are we going to bear this fruit? Of where? That's the way we are going to do it. We shall sit on the word. (laughs) Be just. We are going to sit on the word. Until the word produces. We are going to pray that this word we have read. Oh, praise God. Some of you will actively be loving each other. Actively. You just actively be loving. Your ministries will activate because you understand love. Do you know it took God fish to teach Jonah love? Mm-hmm. Why do you think Jonah didn't go to preach? When God sent him to Nineveh. Yeah? (laughs) And the Bible says that Jonah went to Joppa to get sheep to Tashish. Go and listen to that, my message. I told you Joppa means beautiful. It was in the place of beautiful he went out of God's will. So the reason why Jonah did not go to Nineveh to preach is because he had no love for the people. Because he knew that if he preached, the people would have repented, God would forgive them of their sins, and he would not count their sins against them and punish them. Jonah wanted God to punish them. May God punish you. <laughs> That's what Jonah wanted. <laughs> you know what Paul said? Paul said, May God punish Alexander the Coppersmith. <laughs> eh? That he has done me much harm. <laughs> See, there's a time eh, in ministry, eh, no matter how much of the grace of God you know, this is Paul. Oh. 
is Paul who taught us the grace of God. He said, may God punish Alexander the coppersmith. <laughs> eh? There's nobody who has not been tried, no matter your understanding of the grace of God. There will be somebody you look at and you almost want to say, May God punish you. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Some people use their anointing. You are cursed. They will say it, they will say it anointedly. With every anointing, cursed be you. He said, may God punish Alexander the Coppersmith. <laughs> I feel like saying that in Igbo. How do you say it in Igbo, Pastor Paul? <laughs> what did you say? Chineke uh-huh. Wafo. What, what did you say? Bogogo. Oko. Mm-hmm. May the grace of God fill our hearts. Amen. So there's no ministry without love. There's no ministry. If you say, God, activate my ministry. I take over the city. Uh-uh. Love first. For all the saints. Love. Love for the saints. Love for the saints. So when, when Jonah saw the love of God, how God delivered him <laughs> in the belly of the fish, Ah, he needed nobody to teach him that he needs to love people. Praise God. When I did this teaching some time ago, that lady who reconciled with her mother and everything, and then the next day the mother had a very bad accident and almost took her limbs, you know. Glory to God. So, to what end is this fruit we bear? It's not about you. That you are effective is not your it's not for you. Being effective is not for you. Is that God is glorified. How many people want to please God here? Peter and Ike, you know I'm so proud of what you guys are doing. I'm so proud of what you guys are doing. Guess what? It's the gospel that pushed them to do this. You can't be under this gospel. And, and you will not give birth to something. It can't be now. Praise God. Don't be discouraged by your struggles. Don't be discouraged by your weaknesses. Don't be discouraged by your flaws. For we have this treasure in earthen vessel that the excellence of the powers of God are not of us. Right? The gospel will be a fruit in your life. You will be better than ever. You will have unlimited possibilities. In Jesus' name. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. And for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.